0: Absolute Radio, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie with Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Welcome to the podcast. That is the sound of Bush
1: making sure his hands are sanitised for today's podcast. It's a dirty show. <laughs> it's just you know a what? dirty it show. Actually, really is. It today. is a
2: dirty show. Yeah. I'm really sorry about what Richie's about to tell you in the course of this. Yeah. Uh,
1: but actually, yeah, actually good good shout that
2: uh, a third of the way through don't eat. Yes, don't eat. Or just get your food out of the way at the beginning, and last third, just step away from it. I don't reckon people eat if they're listening to a podcast.
1: I reckon the number of people who eat listening to a podcast must be really, really low.
2: Because
1: I would imagine if you're listening to a podcast, you're maybe travelling somewhere or you're doing something... With you your headphones eat- in.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I could eat with headphones in. No. I can't I certainly can't read and listen to music. Can you read and listen to music? Read and listen to music? No. No, I can't. No. Because I feel that the music would give context as almost like a background score in a movie to whatever I was reading out loud. Yeah. In my head. Anyway, look, the point no, is, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: a third of the way into the podcast, you'll hear something you won't want to be eating at the time.
2: It's a poo in the dish. <laughs> Whether you want to listen or not is over to you. That's your own... You've been warned at the beginning by Richie and I, so if you try and sue us, we've, we've already warned you. Has anyone ever sued a radio show? Oh, I, bet <laughs> I bet they have. I bet they have.
0: I bet they have. Shall we, um... Podcast. Yeah, For a podcast, we told them to do it themselves, and here it is the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We missed you
1: yesterday. Well, I personally missed you yesterday. I could have done with your backup at one point yesterday. Bush and I were in a car, and we had a big fall in out. Get you got my backup, mate.
2: <laughs> Outrageous!
1: It's amazing that we were able to do that chip shop tour for a week, share all that driving, the length and breadth of the UK, not fall out. But yesterday, we we're in a car for a little bit of time. Yeah, I'm driving, and then suddenly I turn to Bush and say. Of course, it's not warm in here. Have you just turned the aircon off? He, as the co-pilot of the car co-pilot. in the passenger seat, yep. had turned off the air conditioning. Do you not agree with me that that is outrageous behaviour for the passenger, the co-pilot in a car?
2: The co-pilot in the car—the whole role of the co-pilot in a car—is that you're in charge of all the buttons and stuff. So no, you're not. You're doing the driving, right? So you're doing steering wheel. That's yours. <laughs> Uh, gear stick, that's yours. You, you've got the indicators. Very yours, kind of you. And maybe your window on the right-hand side. The, the rest of it, think plane now, yeah? The, the, the co-pilot's doing all the other buttons and stuff. The pilot's just concentrating on landing the damn thing. I'm doing all the buttons, so I would say AC, air conditioning for the layman, is in my jurisdiction. In my opinion, anything that is in the radius
1: of either of the arms of the driver is the property of the driver. This is where we need you to make a ruling. You could be in a van sharing it right now. Now, in a working environment and you need to tell us what is the correct way who's in charge
0: Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. By the way, if you do text or tweet the
2: show, this is not a threat, but I do have everyone's details. I've <laughs> seen which way this is going. I have seen how this is going.
1: We were away from you yesterday. We're sorry. We're back. Uh, but when we were in the car, we did have a falling out. I was driving. Bush turned off the air conditioning. Outrageous behaviour, in my opinion, and you're agreeing. Dean in Basingstoke says, Bush, you're a scumbag driver. He's in charge of everyone. Uh, a driver's in charge, everyone knows that, says Dean. Uh, Laura in Woking, I'm with Richie on this one. No one touches the AC but the driver.
2: Same's go- uh, same goes with uh, all the tunes. If you don't like it, get out and walk. No, but that's the whole point. You're the co-pilot. If you're in the passenger seat, you're helping out. I felt like, you know, we did swap over a few times, but when I was in the passenger seat, we were driving together. You weren't driving, we were driving. <laughs> think of it in terms of star trek right with you driving you are um captain kirk okay right you're you're william shatner You right. sat there <laughs> thank you same shirt yeah. <laughs> But you're, oh, you're... really are falling out now, now yeah, aren't we? we are. it's, got, it's, it's gone terribly frosty <laughs> since yesterday. But I'm—I'm—is it Mr. Sulu, or whatever mm-hmm. you know? I'm doing all the buttons, you know. Uh, Kirk wouldn't get up and start pressing the buttons for Sulu, and vice versa. They've got their own stuff. So let me get on with AC and changing the, the radio channels. And we stuff were on
1: like a that. motorway. We weren't—we weren't, uh, we weren't <laughs> going through time and space.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just think I—I I feel like I need to have a little bit more support. I've, I've got no—no no one has backed me up.
0: Time podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking.
1: <laughs> this stems from uh, a drive that Bush and I were doing yesterday, where suddenly he turns off the air conditioning. you my back twenty four hours. What a warm day it was. Why would I, as the driver, want the air conditioning turned off by anyone else? Let alone,
2: other than me. Well, I'm the co-pilot, so we're driving together. In fact, I will will steer you towards the uh, programme I'm I'm obsessed with at the moment called EasyJet Inside the Cockpit. I love that show. Co-pilot there, right? Pilot's doing all the sticks and that. Co-pilot's bringing him coffee or her coffee, is doing the announcements on the tannoy. You've used uh, Star Trek and EasyJet as examples so far. We're just driving a car. I know, but it's, it's still co-piloting. <laughs> still co Bush, you're correct. In charge of aircon. Don't listen to Richie and the others. Says Daz from Brum. Uh, Peter and Woodford says Bush and Richie. I'm 100 percent with Bush on this one. The driver is driving. Co-pilot operates satnav and other electronic items, including the AC. Trust me,
1: I can see the texts that are coming in. Eight twelve fifteen. <laughs> he is having to steam through so many <laughs> to find out some to read out and support his argument. Cherry it's picking. Cherry picking from the program. <laughs> uh, Ian is hanging on to chat. Ian, who's in charge? Clarify for us.
2: Well, the co-pilot is there to ensure uh, the driver is comfortable. Yep. So the the co-pilot can obviously touch the controls, but only to make their driver's life comfortable. So I don't want to lead you in any way, Ian, (laughs) but uh, you would say then if you are in charge of making sure that the climate is perfect for the pilot, uh, the air conditioning would come under the co-pilot's jurisdiction. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Oh, All right. <laughs> but, okay. OK, Ian, may I ask a question here? If I'm driving and I haven't made any comment that there is a problem with the temperature
2: in the car... Objection, Your Honour. Then, <laughs> then, you, shouldn't, then you shouldn't touch it. Thank you, Ian. Hey, whoa, 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 you were on my side a minute ago. <laughs> God's no, sake, no, I No, I misunderstood what you said. No, sorry, the <laughs> line's broken up there. Line's broken up. <laughs>
0: time podcast with bush and richie if you're listening it's probably not home time anymore but we can't be bothered to think of a new name Absolute radio. Who's in charge of the
1: buttons in a car? Is it the driver? Is it the passenger in the front seat? Uh, Yesterday, Bush turned off the air conditioning while I'm driving. The cheek.
2: Co-pilot. Do you know what I'm going to get right? Next time we drive together in the car, I'm going to get one of those uh, (laughs) pilot-style white press shirts with the little clips on the shoulders. (laughs) I see your family again in touch here. Bush, Sharon from Liverpool here. Hey.
1: What's all this about co-piloting? As Richie's passenger, he should have ensured that you weren't too
2: cold. He didn't. You turned it off. Sorry, Richie, it tough. It's ridiculous. That's a good point. You you were supposed to be making sure that I had a pleasant journey as your role as the captain for that particular period of time. Uh, Daz in West Yorkshire, this is interesting, says in the British Army, the
1: passenger is known as the vehicle commander regardless of rank. You know the show I was
2: talking about? I'm going go to get that on <laughs> <in> the lapel. <laughs> Bush
0: and Ritchie. For a podcast, we told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. There are people
1: driving work vehicles across the UK right now that are agog hearing what you're saying. Joe,
2: you know I would like to know. You know in some uh, white vans you have someone sat in the middle. In the middle of the three. Oh yeah, good that, point. Yeah. What does that is that what does that person do? Are they, are they, like, Coco pilot Well, in my book, enjoy the ride. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> kick back, have fun. Sharon says, I tried to use a Star Trek analogy earlier on. She's just shot me down in flames. Even Mr Sulu had to wait for Captain Kirk to give the order <laughs> before he was allowed to push any buttons, Bush. It's called chain of commands. Uh, Paddy says, absolutely bang on, Bush. All central buttons are the jurisdiction of the passenger. Thank you. It's the driver's job to entertain the driver as well as maintaining driver's safety. Thus, all buttons go to the passenger so the driver can concentrate solely on the road. Wendy's hanging on. Wendy, end this for us. Who's in charge?
0: Right, well, I do lots of long drives because I've got to visit family and friends and things like that, and I've always got the kids in the car. Right. And if you are driving, you absolutely need to be comfortable it's
2: basically, the driver has to make the decision. OK, and part of the comfort uh, option then is the co-pilot helping you out with stuff like yeah, air conditioning and radio station channels, stuff like that as well. You know, I reckon the more Richie and I drive together, you might let me do the gears at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wendy, let's look, Wendy, let's look at it like this imagine Bush is one of your children sat in the passenger seat and suddenly your infant Bush uh, turns over uh, and takes <laughs> off your air conditioning how do you discipline him?
0: Well, basically, I have my teenager in the front, and if she turns on a different radio station than I'm comfortable with, that's not happening. It's a distraction. I need to concentrate.
2: Absolutely, Wendy. Lovely to speak to you. Go on, Richard, let me do the gears next time. <laughs> not a chance. You know you want to. Absolutely.
0: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
1: My life became an episode of Mr Bean the other day. Um, I've been driving since I passed my test when I was 17. Uh, the maths is not really important, but we're talking way over 20 years here. He's still going about co-piloting? <laughs> no, 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 no. Thankfully, I'm not. We put that one to bed. No, but the, for, for the first time in, in, in way over two decades, for the first time, I drove off with an item left on top of my car.
2: Ah, the old classic. Yeah. The carry-on, the carry-on so
1: moment. so irritating, and you don't generally realise you've done it until way later. You know, normally when you get to your destination, you're thinking, yeah. hang on, where's that? Oh, no, I'll put it on top of the car.
2: And then you go and check, and it's not there. What was it then? Car- the worst ones are always normally like wallets or keys, house keys, that kind of thing. I'll say it once, and then,
1: because it- it's not really about the item. It's, not really, it's really not about the item. Right. All right, and then we'll just move on, because I need, I, I need some tales of, uh, of support that I'm not the only person that has left something on top of the car.
2: Well, bear in mind I'm thinking what you're getting in the car with. It can't be that weird, can Still it? Stall sample. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Yeah, hence why, you know, what? you're wondering where it is. You left that on the top of your car? I
1: did, because I was putting other stuff away in the car, and that's not the kind of thing that you want to sort of put in the wrong place, is it?
2: The other the other drivers must have thought you were doing some kind of a protest. <laughs> you would lost your mind. So,
1: <laughs> I'm having to then go back.
2: What type look... of container is that in, just just for my own mental image? Medical. Like a little... Provided, med- little yeah, pot- pot- medical, top one, yeah, provided medical
1: tupperware type thing? Yeah, the, then inside. Like a sealed, you know, wallet. Wow. Um, so then I'm having to go back
2: to Tesco to see if I can find it in the car park. Really? Have a look around <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so, did you, have you found it? Is it no. In, so it's out there somewhere. <laughs>
1: somewhere. I mean, it's no use to anyone. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so there we go. That—that's what the item was. But please, if you have ever, <laughs> if you've ever left something on the top of the car, maybe it was still there when you got home, oh. or you found it again in dramatic. <laughs> Circumstances. Forget about what it was for me. That's not important. Absolute
0: Radio. Time podcast with Bush and Richie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking.
2: The irony of having a song entitled It's Only Natural after a
0: <laughs>
2: little story from Richie about leaving a certain type of sample on the
1: roof of his car. Russell and Croydon says, "Did you ask if it was handed in?" "Yes, I did."
2: Really? You actually went up to the mate? Oh, mate. He has no shame. I love the fact that he's still out there somewhere.
1: Ricky says, "Why did you have that coming out of Tesco?"
2: Well, when you got a car, go, you got to go. Can we just say Richie's not? I, I can represent Richie on this. He's not answering any further questions on on the sample. <laughs> no, because that's that's, not what we're talking that's about. That's
1: not what this is about. I'm just after your your, your <laughs> tales of when you left something on top of the car. Doesn't matter what it was that I did. Uh,
2: there's some great stuff coming in. Um, my other half's parents came down from Newcastle to visit us when we were living in London, and he, uh, Peter, my father-in-law, left his wallet. On on top of the car which I think is quite a common one when you fill filling up with petrol and a bad one yeah and he drove off and a, a motorcyclist tapped him on the window and told him it was still on the roof at the lights amazing restored his faith in horrible steely London he's a lucky fella He's a very lucky fella AJ Johnson says left my phone wallet and new Amazon Fire Stick on my roof and got into my little BMW with a hard top convertible roof put the roof down and drove away got home and put the roof back up got out and there they were they'd been nicely stored in the fold up roof that, that is had, incredible felt like I'd won the lottery
1: Tanny says, my husband left his football boots on the roof after football. He drove home, realised when he got home. The next day, he retraced his entire route and managed to find both football boots in two separate places.
2: And that explains why you always find a solitary shoe on the street.
0: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute
1: radio. Uh, Rob from North Wales texts to say, 30 years ago, my mum left me on the roof of the car. Wow. An old Volvo 850. Uh, she only realised as she went to drive off, and my child's seat with me in it slid down the rear window
2: onto the boot. Luckily, if you know your cars, Volvo 850... It's a saloon. There you go. That's health and safety back in the day for you right there. 30 years yeah. Uh, Dave from Stratford from Avon says, Guys, I left my phone on the roof. I later discovered it gone. So I called it and a bloke answered. He was a cyclist. He'd found it on an island 19 miles away. Uh, it'd been run over, but it still worked. He was even good enough to cycle around and drop it off for me. And it worked for two years after that. Cheers, Incredible. Says. What about that? Kirsty's hanging on. Kirsty, tell us what happened.
0: Yeah, I was driving along, you know, as you do, I just got into the car and I just had a look, you know, obviously on the dual carriage, ready to check if anyone's behind me, see something in my um, rear windscreen wiper, I thought, that's a bit strange. Luckily, didn't turn the um, windscreen wiper on, I just thought it was a leaf or something. Got home and there was my phone embedded in the windscreen wiper, so obviously <sighs> slid back off the roof.
2: <laughs> Genuinely, that, I would there. feel like the gods are looking down on you and smiling that day, don't you that think?
0: actual true story, it took me about two weeks to. Up to my husband that that happened, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's one that you'd never have had to have owned up either. I
0: know, I know.
2: oh wow, wow. Listen, Kirsty, good to speak to you. This one in from Sarah Knowles says, Guys, uh, a McDonald's wrap. I was too busy putting my McFlurry and Coke in the car and I forgot to put it on the top, and then I drove away and I lost a lot. I'd have cried. Do you know
0: what? Out of all of them, that hurts the most. <laughs> for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. 10 weeks of tickets is back and all this week uh, we are
2: giving away tickets to see Bon Jovi on their UK tour on line one hoping to win the tickets is the amazing Chris hi Chris hi Bush how are you doing Good, Richie and I both here. Good to speak to you, my friend. Thank um, you, Bob? We're doing a bit of small talk to start each of the calls off, as you probably know, listening to this show. Uh, Richie's after a new box set. Game of Thrones is finished. What, what are you watching at the moment, Chris?
1: Um, trying to catch up on Sons of Anarchy. I didn't really watch any Game of Thrones, which, is, which makes me unusual because everyone else in the office talked about it and I don't. Yeah. Well, you can catch up on that, and I might give Sons of Anarchy a go then. It's like bikers and stuff like leathers and stuff like that, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Actually, right, someone's recommended me and you get a motorbike and sidecar earlier, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Quite
2: in. Uh, let's go to line two and speak to Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay.
0: Hello, how are you?
2: We're good. Where are you calling from then? Quinton
0: in Lancashire.
2: All right, and what are you watching? I like
0: you, Herbert, uh, on Netflix. I quite enjoyed
2: that. What? What you, is it? You. You you? You?
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah, Who, you? No, it's very good.
2: It's very good. I recommend
1: it. it, Fair enough. I'll have to look into it. Have a look. Right, okay, let's go through the rules. We're going to give you a random topic that has many possible answers. Chris, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Then, Lindsay, you will then have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Chris. Whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do just that. And if they manage it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they will lose the tickets to the other player.
2: Alright? Simple. <laughs> I that love works. this bit. It always reminds me of in uh, Gladiators, He goes, you'll go my first Russell. You'll go my second Russell. Tomorrow, I'll do it in that voice. Please do that, please. Good old
1: John Anderson. Good old him. Right,
2: let's play Who Claims Wins? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go then, Chris. How many Marvel Comics, Cinema Universe films... <laughs> Uh, Let me just say that again. How many Marvel Cinematic Universe films in the UK do you think you can name in 30 seconds, Chris? I'll go for five. Five. All right, so five is what Chris
1: reckons. Lindsay, do you think you can name more in 30 seconds, or do you want to challenge Chris to do his five?
0: Yeah, I'll challenge you because five, please. All right, OK, Shall Chris, ish. 30 no, Chris, seconds. Marvel
1: Cinematic <laughs> Universe films in the UK,
0: go. Green Lantern, Green Lantern Spider-Man, Deadpool, Superman, Batman. Uh, that's five, isn't it, I think? Uh, keep
1: going
2: just keep in going, case, mate. you never okay.
0: know. Uh, oh, crikey. Oh, There's my brain empty. We um, need these
2: specific movies here, Chris. Specific
0: movies, oh, OK, Uh so we have Green Lantern, uh, Deadpool, was, Deadpool was Deadpool 2, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man I mentioned, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all dried up. Uh...
1: There's your time up as well there. Fuck it up. I'm afraid it's Lindsay. Hard luck, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Congratulations, Lindsay. Uh, you God. are going to go and see Bon Jovi in Liverpool. That's
0: fantastic, thank you. Well that was the right bit of wear, wasn't it? Yeah. You see? <laughs> that was easy enough for me, thank you. Absolute radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie maybe
1: you have left work quick enough and got home quick enough today to have something cold in your hand right now. An ice glass mm. of something. Gorgeous evening here in the West End of London. It's Bush and Ritchie. It's home time. It's Absolute Radio. But a coal playing in my
2: place. Uh, can I ask you a personal question? Always. How many belts do you own? <laughs> right, because I've only ever owned one belt in my entire life. Okay, And I don't mean the same belt. It's like I, I will only have a staff of one belt. So when that one belt breaks, I then go and buy a new belt to replace the previous belt. How do you only get by with one belt? Just one, but I've only ever had one belt. So if I change jeans or trousers whatever, I'll just go and get the belt out of that one and stick the same belt in the new one. But I, I mentioned this on Twitter yesterday and I was genuinely shocked by how many people have what I would describe as belts for different occasions. got three belts. You've got three belts. I've got three belts. <laughs> Are they different enough to warrant there being three of them? I think so, yes. Tell me the, about these three belts. Belt one
1: is the jean belt. Right. All right, so that is one belt for any pair of jeans. What, what
2: kind of finish is this? What colour? Well, uh
1: let so look. I'm not wearing it today because I'm not wearing jeans. Oh, right,
2: OK. You've got a different belt <laughs> belt two. two. <laughs> we'll get oh, on to come, belt two in a second. Come
1: to that in a second. <laughs> right, so <laughs> belt one is the jean <laughs> belt. It's a black finish. Right. OK. Belt two is this
2: one. That one, has got right. chinos today. She's got chinos. And what kind of belt goes with chinos? Well, it's just a black belt. That's the same as belt one, though, isn't it? No, it's a shallower belt. But I can't tell from here. They're just holding your trousers up. (laughs) It's a waste of time. The jean belt ain't going to fit through these loops. Okay, So that's belt two. Okay, And then you've got your suit belt. Suit belt? Yeah. See, I wear this. If I wear a suit, very rarely, court cases and that, I'll just wear this belt.
1: But once again, I refer you to the fact that if you've got a jean belt, that ain't going to fit on a suit.
2: I would say, right, call me what you like, my life sounds, sounds markedly less complicated than yours <laughs> at this current stage. How, three belts.
1: How small is your wardrobe <laughs> if you can only accommodate one belt? I'm not in some kind of storage crisis at home just because I've got three belts. Well,
2: I, I worry that maybe I'm missing out maybe I am doing myself a disservice. Maybe I deserve more belts. I think you do. Do I? I'm worried you can't afford three belts, and this is the problem. Here's the question how many belts is a normal amount of belts?
0: They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves, and here it is: the Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
2: I was just admitting that I only have ever owned one belt in my entire life, and wondering what a normal amount of belts to own is. And uh, we're getting some very interesting stuff back in. Richie's got three belts that he's just very clearly listed for us. Thank you. Belt one, two, and three. Uh, Jazzy Blue says you have to match your belt with your shoes. Ben and Biggleswade says I have
1: one belt, but it's reversible, so one side's black, one side is brown, goes with everything. I'm not sure how I stand on.
2: On that. Reversible belt. What yeah. are you, nine? <laughs> uh, Alexi says, I have seven belts to hand. They're just near him right now. Wow. And Matt and Steven, who says, I don't own any belts. We can very, very quickly mop that one out. No
1: belts. Never trust a man who doesn't wear a belt. What's wrong with a man who doesn't wear a belt? Just don't trust them. In what way? If they're casual with their waistbands, <laughs> what else are they casual with? <laughs>
0: Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking.
1: Sometimes in life you have like a friend or you have a work colleague. Sometimes they might be both and you feel like you know them and then you find <laughs> out something about them and you question everything.
2: What makes you, what is the question though? I've said that I've only got one belt. I've i only Understand that. What's? Your, why though? What's?
1: Because in my life, I've got three belts, and certainly when I look at what's coming through on the text, you know, one belt is a strange way to live your life.
2: One belt to rule them all, Richie.
1: Uh, Brad in Lincolnshire says, Sorry, I have to agree with Richie. Oh. I have a shorts belt, I have a golf belt, I have a casual belt and a formal belt. Listen, right,
2: I am 43 years old. Not until I'm, I say, 60 or 65 am I having a belt on a pair of shorts. <laughs> all right? Not in a... They'll prize out my dying fingers. <laughs> (laughs) Kate says, my son bought a belt in Bangkok with a reversible buckle. It says, Armani on one side, Versace the other. The shopkeeper ensures us it was genuine. (laughs)
1: Reversible. Uh, An an anonymous text here says, I've had one belt for the last 35 years. I am 53 now. Blimey. If you have had a belt last 35 years, I don't think you've been using it
2: properly. It's
1: Maybe not... just a really good belt. No, it's not doing any belting. It's not doing any. <laughs> it's it's ornamental at best. No. They ornamental. don't last,
2: like, slagging, an ornamental belt. Slagging his family heirloom <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> on this show. Who leaves a belt in a will? Ornamental at best. Paul (laughs) says, oddly enough, my belt broke this morning so tonight I'm going to have to dig out a belt number two which is my reserve belt which is the same but a little bit tired and tatty around the edges. Should do the same job.
0: (laughs) The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie, Absolute radio.
1: Craig uh, enters the belt debate on Twitter. How many belts is the right amount of belts to have? Saying richie has gone 50% over the required belt quantity. I fully agree with the need for a more slender belt for more formal occasions. Yeah. But surely the Chino belt can fit into his suit's loops. A sturdy belt for jeans and denim is needed.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you've got this kind of very robust three-belt policy <laughs> that you're not willing to shift on at all, but he makes a very good point. They could double up. Uh, there's wastage there. Kieran from Belfast says, and I kind of I agree with him, he says, I'm 40, I've had one belt my entire life. Any more belts is just showing off. Um, can I ask a question? Yes, you may. Do you like Anthony Joshua? I do think he's brilliant. Three belts. Oh, geez. IBF, WBA, <laughs> WBO. To the way I'm feeling tonight, I'd actually tell him to his face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with Bush and Richie. The, the Hometime time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Uh, right, that's it. Uh, what are you going for dinner tonight? I don't know.
1: I don't know what's for dinner. I went round supermarket earlier today. Don't know why I've gone north. Went round supermarket and uh, picked up some rolls for lunch. Blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Picked up a roll. White rolls infused with cheese. So in the baking process, cheese. So you're eating cheesy white rolls. So there's no cheese like sliced up and put in. Right. As part of the whole dough thing, cheese. I what. like, tiger bread. Is this tiger bread? No, it's not tiger bread, because tiger bread just has got stripes on it, and not it? It's got cheese and stuff on it, not it? I don't think tiger bread's got cheese in it. I think there's a bit of cheese on it. I don't think so.
2: Oh, I really hope there is.
1: No, I think they've just... I think tiger bread is achieved by baking it so it blisters and gives, like, tiger stripes.
2: Tiger bread is a commercial name for a loaf of bread that has a mottled crust. You're absolutely right, there's no cheese on it. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely for those cheese and tiger bread. <laughs> How do they do that then? I love tiger bread. I think
1: what happens is they bake it and the the skin blisters, therefore creating tiger stripes.
2: Oh. I mean, this, the cheese stuff then. What is that like? A, would you have that as just a roll on its own? Is that is that the, the filling in it then? Is so it... imagine you're making
1: uh, a ham sandwich, but it's in a cheesy roll. So you haven't got to slice up cheese in because it's based in the roll.
2: Gosh, blow my mind
1: that <laughs> it blew my mind. How many taste buds? Blowing my mind. Asta. I'll bring it in.